All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 23rd of July. Here's everything that you need to know. In the top news, there's been a significant shift in US-China tensions as of yesterday. China vowed retaliation after the US forced the closure of its Houston consulate in one of the biggest threats to diplomatic ties between the two countries in decades. The US government gave China three days to close its consulate in America's fourth most populous city in what China's foreign ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin is calling an unprecedented escalation. He said China plans to react with firm countermeasures if the Trump administration doesn't revoke what he called a wrong decision or an erroneous decision. Back home, there's news in the banking space. The Indian Banks Association has agreed to a 15% hike in the wage bill of state-run banks, a move that's expected to benefit nearly 8.5 lakh staffers. Amid discussions during the 11th bipartite agreement with bank employee unions, the association agreed to make this hike effective from November 2017. It has also agreed to introduce performance-linked incentives for state-run bank employees. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court yesterday dismissed a petition by the Income Tax Department challenging a Bombay High Court judgment that ordered it to refund 833 crore to Vodafone Idea. The High Court had, in a judgment last month, remember, ordered the department to refund the amount which was a tax refund for assessment year 2014-15 to the mobile operator within two weeks. In regulatory news, the Securities and Exchange Board of India has mandated that starting October the 1st, at least 10% of mutual funds' monthly secondary market trade in corporate bonds by value must be done through the one-to-many mode on the RFQ platform of stock exchanges. It's a move aimed at bringing more transparency into the pricing of bonds in the secondary market. Do have a look at the story on the website bloombergquint.com in case you'd like more details. In other news, a committee set up by the Reserve Bank of India to review QR code-based payments has recommended that more payment system providers should make these codes interoperable. As part of its recommendations, the committee said that closed-loop QR codes, which only work within the ecosystem of one payment provider, will hold back the adoption of this means of payment. The National Financial Regulatory Authority has debarred Udayan Sen, who is Deloitte's engagement partner in the audit of ILNFS Financial Services, for a period of seven years and has also imposed a penalty on him of 25 lakh rupees for his alleged professional misconduct and serious lapses while discharging duties as an auditor of the non-bank lender. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Narendra Modi yesterday invited US companies to invest in India's healthcare, infrastructure, defence, energy, farm and insurance sectors, saying that the country offers openness, opportunities and options for investments. 
He said that the coronavirus pandemic had shown the importance of economic resilience, which can be achieved by stronger domestic economic capacities. In international markets, U.S. stocks rose, led by a 0.6% jump in both the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. For once, the tech-heavy Nasdaq underperformed the other two. Only two of the three early risers in the Asia-Pacific region were trading this morning, and they were both in the red. And with that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Agam. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex, and good morning, listeners. Well, the benchmark saw a little bit of a break yesterday from the up move that we have been used to off late. And as per the SGX Nifty futures indications, we're likely to see a muted opening this morning as well. Now, in terms of stocks and news, we have Larson and Dubro, which announced its first quarter earnings. It wasn't a great quarter, but it was on expected lines. So revenues did decline 28% year on year. Its net profit dipped 79% at just 303 crores. Its margins also contracted substantially to 7.6% against 10.4%. And the quarter was marked by lower revenue, credit provisions in financial services business, and under recovery of overheads. The company has reported new orders down 39% year on year, and the consolidated order book stands at 3 lakh crores, a little over that. We move on to ICICI Securities and what a stellar quarter this has been because its revenues rose 41% year on year, its net profit was up 70%, and its broking income also rose 62%. Its active clients now stand at 1.5 million. And moving on to a rallies where it reported a net sales growth of 6%, but its net profit rose 52%. And there was a sharp improvement in margins on the back of lower input costs and other expenses. Today, we keep an eye on Biocon and Emphasis, among many others. So we will be watching out for some of these names. But uh, moving beyond earnings, well, we have a positive for Vodafone idea, as India's Supreme Court has rejected a petition by the Income Tax Department, which had challenged a lower court's verdict asking it to refund 833 crores to Vodafone Idea. This is a Bloomberg News exclusive. We also have Bajaj Auto which has given us a COVID-19 impact update and it says that all manufacturing operations came to a near standstill for a period ranging 28 to 43 days between March and May and it was able to ramp up production to almost 70% of normal levels. A bit of tough news for shareholders of Future Retail, which says that it has missed payment due on dollar bonds. The company said that COVID-19 has impacted the company's liquidity position and it missed service of payments of interest due on USD notes on July 22nd. And finally, we have GMM Fortler, where its board will take up the acquisition of D-Dietric Process System India's manufacturing facility at Hyderabad, Telangana on an itemized sales basis on July 29th. Finally, from the primary market, we have Rosary Biotech, which will be listed on the exchanges today. It was issued at 425 rupees a share, and this IPO, remember, was subscribed 79 times, which means that we are expecting 
the IPO to be listed at N premium. Now, these are just some of the stocks we can watch out for as we move into trade today. But don't forget to go through our morning edition of All You Need to Know only on BloombergQueen.com. Thanks, Agam. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 